Welcome to State Bar of Michigan's On Balance Podcast, where we talk about practice management and lawyer wellness for a thriving law practice with your hosts, Joanne Hathaway and Tish Vincent, here on Legal Talk Network. Take it away, ladies. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the State Bar of Michigan's On Balance podcast on Legal Talk Network. I'm Tish Vincent. And I'm Joanne Hathaway. We're very pleased to have Allison Shields, president of Legalese Consulting, Inc., and published author, join us today as our podcast guest to talk about making LinkedIn work for you. So, Allison, would you share some information about yourself with our listeners? Sure, I'd be happy to. So again, I'm Allison Shields, president of Legal Ease Consulting, where I help lawyers and law firms with the business side of their practice, which is everything from time management and productivity to marketing and business development. And I do a lot of work on LinkedIn and, and training on LinkedIn. Excellent. Talking about LinkedIn, could you share with us why you think it's important for lawyers to use LinkedIn? I mean, first of all, LinkedIn is a huge platform and it's gaining members every day. I think it's a a great way for lawyers to establish their expertise and gain a lot of visibility for their practices. And I think that's especially for solo and small firm lawyers whose websites may not have quite the same visibility, you know, that a larger firm might have. There are a ton of professionals and other lawyers who are using LinkedIn. And frankly, that's where a lot of lawyers are getting their business. They're getting them from referrals from from other lawyers and from other professionals. And so a great way to get in front of a whole lot of business people and attorneys, maybe in other practice areas or other jurisdictions who are looking for somebody to refer to is by using LinkedIn. So, Allison, what do you think the biggest mistakes lawyers actually make when they're using LinkedIn? Well, there's a whole lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I think one of the biggest is thinking about LinkedIn as kind of a silo, as separate and apart from other things that they're doing with respect to marketing and business development. And it really needs to be integrated into what lawyers are doing in terms of their real world networking and, and marketing. It should be a platform that's used to amplify what you're doing in the real world, not that it's completely separate. And I think a lot of lawyers make the mistake of using not just LinkedIn, but all of these other sort of marketing avenues as individual separate things instead of thinking about ways that they can integrate them together and help them work together. The second thing I think is not having a goal or a purpose for what they're doing on LinkedIn. So they just say, oh, I should be on LinkedIn, or I heard Allison and Dennis say, and Dennis is is my co-author in the book, that we should be on LinkedIn. So so we're going to get on LinkedIn, and we're going to tell all the lawyers in our firm that they have to be on LinkedIn. But there is no strategy or goal or purpose to sit down and say, for the firm as a whole, or for the lawyers individually, what is the reason that we want to be on LinkedIn? Aside from the fact that, that we're hearing that we we should be on it. 
what is the goal of the firm? What, what are the messages that the firm wants to get out about the firm and what it does for its clients? And how about each of the individual lawyers? What are their strengths and weaknesses? What are the messages that those individual lawyers would like to put out about themselves? And how does that integrate with what other people in the firm are, are doing? I'm looking at where each individual lawyer is in their own practice. So somebody who is a brand new lawyer who's a first-year associate who has just graduated from law school or just hung out their shingle may have a very different goal or a set of goals for what they want to accomplish on LinkedIn than somebody that's been practicing for, for 30 years. And I think not having those goals or sitting down and thinking strategically about LinkedIn is a big mistake because it ends up that the lawyers will do things kind of willy-nilly and it's not cohesive. They're not sending out a cohesive message. They're not thinking about who are the audiences that they're trying to reach. So to give you a couple of examples, you might have a lawyer whose main goal for using LinkedIn is just to get themselves established as an expert. And so maybe they want to be posting a lot of content and pushing out a lot of messages to specific audiences based on their practice area. You may have somebody who's been in practice for quite a number of years who already you know, has the reputation and has the visibility, but wants to use LinkedIn mostly to stay in contact with their good connections and their referral sources. And so if you think about those two sort of purposes, you can imagine that there are, are different things that they might be doing or different ways they might be spending their time on LinkedIn. I think another mistake is inconsistency. You know, somebody might post five things one week and then not be on LinkedIn for two months. And oftentimes it's the consistency in anything that you do in marketing that really makes a difference. So in other words, staying in contact on a regular basis with your clients and your referral sources. LinkedIn is something that can help you do that on a consistent basis. Again, posting with no regularity or or frequency doesn't help people to kind of get used to the kind of things that you're posting and how often you post. So they're not used to seeing it. They're not used to, they're not getting the consistent message about what you do, but they're also not looking for your posts. When you're more consistent, people will say, oh, you know, Allison posts her newsletter once a month and I, I know I can find it on her LinkedIn profile or she posts articles every so often. And I know that if I go to her profile, even if I didn't see it in my feed, then I'm going to find new content there. And I will say, I, I, as much as I use LinkedIn and as much as I train and talk about it, I'm not necessarily, you know, the best <laughs> at this either. Life gets in the way and everybody understands that. But if you can find ways to either get other people to help you or to kind of automate some of the process or do it in advance, it makes being consistent easier. And then the last mistake I'll say is thinking that you need to be a huge content creator in order to be effective on LinkedIn. You don't necessarily have to. I mean, one of the great things about LinkedIn is that you can easily find content on LinkedIn to share that would be valuable for your audience without you having to always create brand new content yourself all the time. Interesting. You talk a lot about what you call the three building blocks of LinkedIn. Can you explain what those three building blocks are? Sure. So the three building blocks of LinkedIn 
and, and we talk about this a lot in the book and in our trainings, are your profile, your connections, and your participation on LinkedIn. So your profile is kind of self-explanatory. It's your LinkedIn profile, the content that's there, the your headline, whatever visuals and, and media you're using on your profile, the skills you have listed, if you have recommendations, sort of the messaging of your of your profile is very important. And I think oftentimes overlooked by lawyers, they kind of give cursory explanations and and don't provide as much information as as the platform allows them to and don't showcase their knowledge and their expertise necessarily as much as the platform allows them to. Just to give some of your listeners some quick tips on the profile, some of the main places where I see lawyers not doing as much as they could are their professional headline doesn't say oftentimes even who they work for or what they do or what kinds of clients they represent or even the fact that they're an attorney. I think the experience and the about sections, most of the time lawyers are building those as if they're they're writing their resume because LinkedIn kind of seems like a resume format. If you think about it, it starts with your your name and your contact information and then it goes into your your experience and your education, it's kind of laid out like like a resume. But you really want to do your profile. Is, your profile is a marketing tool. It's speaking for you. And so it needs to be set up a little bit differently than a resume. And I always recommend that people use the first person in their profile as if you're speaking to somebody else, as opposed to um, the other m- mistake a lot of people make with their profile is they use their bio from their firm website, which is most often written in the third person. And that can kind of set a distance between the reader and the lawyer. And what you really want to do is make them feel comfortable with you. I mean, the goal most often is to get somebody to contact you, whether that's to contact you because you want media exposure or because you're looking for referrals or just because you're trying to build relationships. So that's the first building block, which is profiles. The second building block is connections. Now, obviously, people connect with other people on LinkedIn. It's a networking platform. But I think where people fall down on connections is that they just sort of connect willy-nilly with people. And it's, I liken it to going to a networking event or any kind of a, an event, a bar association event, and just collecting business cards and not really having any kind of meaningful conversation with the people whose business cards you're collecting, or that your your goal is to hand out as many business cards as you possibly can. And again, there's no real connection or understanding of the two people in that conversation, what they really do and how they can help each other. And I think that's kind of what is happening on LinkedIn, where people are just sending and accepting invitations, and then they're not doing anything. They're not following up. They're not having one-on-one conversations. And so I think where lawyers can make improvements there is all about really bringing your connections on LinkedIn into the real world and having having conversations, whether that's back and forth messages on LinkedIn or exchanging email addresses or telephone numbers and having those conversations outside of LinkedIn. The whole point is to build relationships. It's a networking platform and building a relationship is not the same as just connecting. 
so that's the second building block, which is connections. And then the third building block is participation, which is encompasses a lot of different things on LinkedIn. It includes, at least the way we talk about it, it includes posting on LinkedIn. So your, your short posts that appear in the newsfeed, it includes joining and participating in, in groups or starting your own groups. It includes publishing articles on LinkedIn. It also includes just whatever other interaction that you're having with things that other people are doing or posting on LinkedIn. So participation could be when you get a notification from LinkedIn that somebody has a new job, that you send them a little note that says, you know, congratulations. Or it could be liking or commenting on a post that you see in your newsfeed or sharing a post that you see in your newsfeed. It could be doing all of those things within, within a group discussion or starting your own discussion within a group. So all of those things encompass participation. And again, I kind of mentioned earlier when I was talking about biggest mistakes that a lot of people think that they have to have their own content. Like I can't contribute. I, I can't post anything on LinkedIn because I'm not writing articles. I'm not blogging. I'm, you know, I'm busy working. So how am I supposed to participate? And there are lots of different ways that you can do that that don't necessarily take a ton of time and that don't require you to create your own content. Again, you can just share something that you see. If I'm following the Michigan Bar and you guys post something that's that I think is interesting or that relates to my practice area, I can just share that and it takes me all of three seconds to hit the share button. Or I can comment on it to say, you know, that I, that I attended this, this event and that it was a great event, or I can share an event that you're doing that I think that might be interesting to my, my audience. And so that's just from following one organization. There's a bunch of different things that I can do to participate without necessarily having to have your own blog or be a writer or be doing a lot of other things, creating content wise, you can share other people's content. Yes. Can you give us a couple of quick examples or action steps that lawyers can implement easily to make use of LinkedIn more effective? I mean, you've just given us some examples. Do you have anything to expound upon that? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of times when I'm presenting or training on LinkedIn, I'll I'll try to break up the action steps in into these three different building blocks. So if you're looking at profiles, I mentioned a couple of them already in terms of your headline, your your summary and experience. But a lot of lawyers don't realize that LinkedIn is also a great platform to demonstrate expertise that you have if you already do have content. So for example, I just talked about a bunch of things that you can do if you're not creating your own content. But most lawyers realistically are creating content in one form or another. They might not just be thinking about it in terms of content that they could share on on social media or on LinkedIn. So, I mean, you might be doing a CLE presentation and you might have a PowerPoint and you could take some of the slides from that PowerPoint and post them as media on your profile. You can also change your header image, LinkedIn has kind of a default header image. And a lot of lawyers that I see haven't done anything with that header image, but it's a great place for you to um, add additional visuals or content. I mean, it can be 
essentially made from a PowerPoint slide that has information about what you do on there or how to contact you. So it shows a different visual than what's in the rest of your profile. I think, again, the headline, adding skills to your profile, and some of that gets into whether your jurisdiction has an ethics opinion on whether or not that's considered appropriate or not. With respect to connections, you want to go into LinkedIn and try to engage with those connections that you already have. You want to, when you're inviting somebody to connect, you want to think about from their perspective, why would they want to connect with you? What would be helpful to them about connecting with you? And then write a personal note in your invitation. LinkedIn gives you that little pop-up that says, do you want to write a personal note? Take advantage of that and make that personal note reflect the reasons why that other person might want to connect with you. Not just why you would like to connect with them, but the other way around. You want to make it as easy as possible for them to hit that accept button. And then when you meet somebody new in, in real life, a very easy way to follow up and to continue that relationship is by sending them an invitation to connect on LinkedIn. And then you want to take the LinkedIn people and try to draw them offline somehow, whether that's a a phone call or meeting for coffee. If it's somebody who's local, there are lots of ways that you can bring the online relationship offline and into the real world. You want to try to, with respect to participation, try to create some kind of a schedule or, or consistency with what you're doing. So if that means that you spend 30 minutes a week on LinkedIn and you post the same day every week or you post something that's related to your practice area or you just go onto your newsfeed and share things that you find from other people, all of those things will help you to create consistency. I mean, put it on your calendar as an appointment with yourself. You can do it while you're having your coffee in the morning or you know, when you're taking your mid-afternoon break, you need a break from doing real serious legal work. You know, you can hop onto LinkedIn and do some things there. Just if you put it into your regular schedule of the day, then you're more likely to keep your content up or keep your activity up in such a way that your presence on there. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about. And and think about what kinds of content that your audience is interested in hearing about. I mean, I talk a lot with my clients about who is their ideal target audience. And, and a lot of lawyers have more than one, right? And if you're talking about a law firm, there may be more than one. You may have some lawyers who are practicing family law and some lawyers who are practicing trust and estates. And so their audiences may be different. Their referral sources, how they get referrals may be different. And so you need to think about those different audiences. Well, what content or what engagement is, are the referral sources interested in and what content or what activities might my actual clients or potential clients themselves be interested in? And that may be different. Mm-hmm. And sitting down and setting those goals for yourself. And the goals may be or should be tied to your larger goals for your practice. So if you say, well, I have family law practice and a trust and estates practice, and I'm looking to expand the trust and estates practice, then, well, how can I use LinkedIn as a tool to help me expand my trust and estates practice? Well, maybe I want to post some information, even if it's links just back to information that's already on my website, 
that relates to trust and estates. Maybe I want to share news stories that relate to trust and estates and then just give a two sentence comment about why it's important to renew your or review your estate plan on a regular basis. Yes, yes. What one thing would you like lawyers and other legal professionals to take away from reading your new book, Make LinkedIn Work for You, a practical handbook for lawyers and other legal professionals? So I would say if I had to pick one thing, I would like people to take away the idea that having a strategic approach to LinkedIn actually works and makes sense. And it's not that hard to do if you just take the time to take a step back and and think about it. You know, when I, I talk to a lot of lawyers about LinkedIn and they say, oh, it's a waste of time. It's all these people are on there. They're trying to sell me stuff and I can't weed through everything that's in there or what's in my news feed. And when you read through the book, it kind of takes you starting out from trying to figure out what your purpose is and what your goals are, and then applying that to each of the three building blocks based on what you're interested in doing in LinkedIn and trying to give you some examples and action steps, you know, some of which I just talked about, but there are a lot more in the book, that you can actually sit down and implement right away. Um, and so I want people to to walk away from the book saying, hey, this is something that I can do. And I, if I take this strategic approach, I'll actually get results from it. And that's what I've seen from working with the lawyers that I work with and my clients and also for myself, too. I mean, I have to say probably the last several inquiries that I've gotten for for my consulting practice, whether it be for speaking engagements or training within law firms or for individual consulting have all come from LinkedIn. Hmm. Well, it looks like we've come to the end of our show. We'd like to thank our guest today, Allison Shields, for a wonderful program. Allison, if our guests would like to follow up with you, I'm going to ask two questions. How could they reach you? And also, how could they find and purchase your book? Make LinkedIn Work for You, a practical handbook for lawyers and other legal professionals. So probably the easiest way to reach me is either through my website, which is lawyermeltdown.com, or by email, and that email address is allison, which is A-L-L-I-S-O-N, at legalease, which is E-A-S-E, consulting.com. And the book, which is co-authored by myself and Dennis Kennedy, is available in both paperback and Kindle versions on Amazon.com. So you can just search on the title, Make LinkedIn Work for You. Or you could search under my name, Allison Shields, or Dennis Kennedy. You can find it any of those ways on Amazon. Thank you, Allison. This has been another edition of the State Bar of Michigan On Balance podcast. I'm Joanne Hathaway. And I'm Tish Vincent. Until next time, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the State Bar of Michigan On Balance podcast. Brought to you by the State Bar of Michigan and produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about today's show, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com, subscribe via Apple Podcasts and RSS, find the State Bar of Michigan and Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, or download Legal Talk Network's free app in Google Play and iTunes.
The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by Legal Talk Network or the State Bar of Michigan or their respective officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.